Well, I'm so excited today to have a guest on our program, on our Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, Cassie Smith. She's also on staff with us at Somebody Cares America and Somebody Cares International with media and partner engagement, and she's a co-founder of the Greater Houston Worship Community. Well, you know, all of us go through difficulties and circumstances and moments that seem overwhelming, painful. We've seen family members go through things. Maybe you've gone through something. I think today's message that Cassie's about to share with us will help us to understand that there is life and there is joy in the midst of whatever we're going through. Cassie, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me today, Doug. It's been an honor to work with the Somebody Cares America and Somebody Cares International team and to have the privilege to speak to the Award in Season podcast audience today is such a privilege. I've been reflecting on the shakings that we've seen on a global level in our communities, in our individual lives. I think about my family. We are four generations deep of evangelists and pastors and leaders, and yet even with all of that uh, spiritual family around us, we have seen shakings. We've seen the sudden deaths of our beloved family members. We've seen sickness and disease. And through all of that, I've been thinking, what has kept us? What has kept us sane? What has kept us going? What has kept us from burning out or giving out in these times of trial, in these times of trauma, in heartache? What has kept us has been the joy of our salvation. About 10 months ago, almost to the day, My nephew, who was nine years old at the time, uh, was experiencing severe headaches, and it was leading to nausea, was just miserable. And through a series of tests, they located a tumor in the pineal gland, which ended up being a cancerous tumor. I remember the following day, they uh, were doing brain surgery and had to leave in a drainage tube to help alleviate some of that pressure. For a few days, he had the tube in, and when they came to remove it, they removed it without any sedative or numbing cream or shot or anything. They removed that, popped in two stitches, and I remember our family was having to watch trying to be supportive. We thought this was going to be a quick and easy (laughs) removal of the tube, and it was a very traumatic experience watching little Liam struggle in that moment and try to breathe through the pain. Very unhappy as any child would be. But here's the thing. Just within a couple of hours later, his dad, we were having to be, it was during COVID, so only one parent at a time could be in with Liam. His dad sent us a video of Liam on his feet, dancing with the brightest smile and singing a little jingle, I have no more tubes on me, (laughs) something along those lines. But just he went from pain, anxiety, overwhelming fear. I watched my brother holding him, comforting him, and how that transferred over to singing silly songs and dancing because you are free from tubes now. To me, that's such an incredible picture of leaning into the Father. And so I want to talk a little bit about that, that joy of our salvation, because that has been what I've seen in my family and you probably listening that may resonate with you. That has been what will keep us through the times of shaking and sorrow and pain. The joy that I'm talking about is not a carnal joy. It is not our our flesh having fun, which is okay. 
Having fun is not a bad thing, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about amusement that entertains us and is designed to be a diversion from the stressful realities of life. I'm talking about a spiritual joy that is an ecstatic expression of an overwhelming happiness in the face of stressful realities of life. It is not an escape from those stresses, but it is an happiness that overwhelms us. A joy rises up in us in the face of stressful realities. Salvation is the source of a victorious Christian life. Salvation. In Isaiah 12, verse 3, it says, Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. In the Passion Translation, it says, Triumphant joy. Matthew 1.21 says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So our source of this joy is salvation, and salvation is only found through Jesus, who is our Savior. Jesus is the source of our joy. Romans 10.9-10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Our salvation must not become commonplace. When the new wears off, we tend to take things for granted. Any relationship we have has to continually be cultivated, and that includes our relationship with God. When we take it for granted, we begin to neglect it. In Hebrews 2 verse 3, it says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? In the Passion Translation, it says, How then would we expect to escape punishment if we despise the very truths that give us life? In 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter talks about giving all diligence to adding to our faith. And he tells us to add to our faith virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, kindness, and love. For these things are ours, he says, and abound. We will never be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ if we give diligence to adding to our faith those things. In verse 9, it says, For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even blind, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. God is calling us to be diligent, to be earnest, persistent, consistent, paying special attention to and giving heed to our relationship with him and growing in our faith. We are to keep that joy of our salvation. We are to keep our joy that relationship with Jesus fresh. Don't let the good news of salvation become old news by taking it for granted. Let's take a moment and pause right here and ask the Father to forgive us for any complaining, for becoming distracted and frustrated. Can we do that? Father, I pray right now, God, that you would reveal to us the areas in our lives where we have not drawn from the wells of salvation. And God, I pray as we continue on this episode today, God, that you would renew our joy, that we would set our eyes once again fully upon Jesus, fully upon the work 
of the cross and what he has done for us. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we're able to lean on you, that you are that perfect gift on the inside of us that enables us, that gives us power to be a witness on this earth. I thank you, God, that people will not see a witness that complains and is frustrated, but they will see a joyful witness who leans not on their own understanding, but fully on the knowledge of Christ Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, it says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I pray often that God would help me to appreciate my salvation more and more. Again, reminding us of Isaiah 12, where it says, With triumphant joy you will drink deeply from the wells of salvation. I want to ask you today, when is the last time that you drank deeply from the well of your salvation? In John 4, 14, it talks, Jesus is talking to this, the Samaritan woman. And he told her that anyone who drinks of the water that he gives will never be thirsty again. It becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit, flooding with endless life. So in John 4, 14, Jesus is speaking of a singular well springing up and out of us. But in Isaiah 12, 3, he speaks of plural wells. One well of salvation has multiple benefits that flow out of it. It is not just that I'm saved from my sin, but my spirit, soul, body, mind, and all of my life on this earth is redeemed for God's glory. In Hebrews 6, 9, the writer is talking about the things that accompany the gift of salvation, that there is deeper truth that we can move on into once we receive that gift of salvation. In verse 7 of chapter 6 in Hebrews, it says, For men's hearts are just like soil that drinks up the showers which often fall upon it. Some soil will yield crops of God's blessing upon the field, but if the field continues to produce only thorns and thistles, a curse hangs over it and it will be burned. Having said all that, beloved, we are fully convinced that there are more beautiful and excellent things which flow from your salvation. When we get saved, we get a package deal. Psalms 103 verses 1 through 5 talks about that package deal. It says to not forget all of God's benefits, that he forgives us of our iniquities. He heals our diseases. He redeems our life from destruction and crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like eagles. The phrase wells of salvation speaks of abundance. John 10, 10 tells us that the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy and nothing else. But Jesus came that we might have life and not just life, but abundant life, more abundantly than we could ever dream or think or wish. Are you living that abundant, victorious life? Are you able to go through trials? 
through circumstances and not be bogged down by those circumstances, not be bogged down by the weight of this life. Have you set your eyes on eternal things? We get more than saved from sin and hell and going to heaven. There are multiple benefits. Psalm 68, 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation, Selah. 2 Peter 1, 3 tells us that he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. In 1 Peter 4, 8, in the Passion Translation, it says, For the athletic training only benefits you for a short season, but righteousness brings lasting benefit in everything. For righteousness contains the promise of life for time, which is here and now, and for eternity. Jesus wants us to draw from the wells of salvation. His life on this earth and what he modeled for us and through his death and resurrection, we have been given the free gift of an abundant life. We have been given the precious Holy Spirit. And through that, No matter what happens, we can rise up more than conquerors. Ephesians tells us that we rise up victorious. The joy of our salvation is to be the greatest joy of our whole life. It should be the chief joy, which means to rank highest in authority and on top as the most important above it all. You may recall a story in the Gospels where Jesus had sent out 70 missionaries and they returned and they were ecstatic with joy telling him, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we commanded them in your name. And they're excited and they're having a party about what they had just witnessed. And Jesus in Luke 10 verse 19 through 20, he says, now you understand that I have imparted to you my authority to trample over his, the enemy's kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority, which is Jesus's authority. And then in verse 20, he says this, however, your real source of joy isn't merely that these spirits submit to your authority, but that your names are written in the journals of heaven and in some translations say book of life, that your name is written in heaven, and that you belong to God's kingdom. This is the true source of your authority. If the joy of salvation is the chief joy among all the joys in our life, then it will overrule the sorrows of life. Habakkuk 3, verse 17 through 19 says this, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, Though our labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet and he will make me walk on the high heels. We have been given a joy that is not bound by this earth. It is not circumstantial. Everything around us could be falling apart and we can rise up and say, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. 
I will joy in the God of my salvation. I pray that that is so seared in your mind today that whatever you face after listening to this, you begin to say out of your mouth, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. I can guarantee you that the enemy will come in to steal, to kill, and destroy from your family, from your work, from your church, from your community. We've seen him try to rob this nation. But we do not bow to the enemy. We do not bow our knee to this world. We bow our knee continuously before the Father God. And we say, Jesus, you are the source of our joy. We look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and our expectation onto Jesus who has birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example was this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you and I would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and he conquered its humiliation. And now he sits at the right hand of the throne of God. That's in Hebrews 12 verse 2. It was for the joy that Jesus endured the cross. The joy of what? The joy of knowing that you and I would be once again in relationship with him and his father. Anything that you face today, remember that it is with triumphant joy you draw from the wells of salvation. Those wells have healing. Those wells have peace. Those wells have deliverance. Whatever you need from today, joyfully lift your voice and declare God's goodness, faithfulness, that he is a God of justice, that he is a God of love, that his mercy endures forever. Begin to declare those absolute truths about God with joy and watch God turn your situation around for your good. Cassie, thank you so very much for a very timely word in season and for being our guest again on A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and friends. And I so agree with you as you closed out this podcast when you talked about draw from those wells. We do have a well that never runs dry because it comes from a water source that never ceases. It comes from the rivers of life that we see in Ezekiel and Revelation, and it brings healing everywhere it goes in us and through us. And yes, we should fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, and if you'd like more information, visit our wordinseasonpodcast.org. That's a wordinseasonpodcast.org. And you'll have all kinds of resources there that are at your disposal, as well as free downloads. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.